1: you. <laughs>
2: of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: Hello, friends and neighbors. My name is Mike Opalka, and I will be here today and Monday. I'll be ending the year on the Glenn Beck Program and kicking off 2017. Coming to you live from the constitutionally protected free speech bunker in the woods of Delaware, the first state to uh, ratify the Constitution. I'm proud to be here. I'm proud to have returned to the show. If you don't know me, I hope we get to know each other over the next couple of days. I am part of theblaze.com, have been part of theblaze.com for officially, well, next week, officially six years. Next week, I will enter my seventh year as part of theblaze.com. Written over 2,500, almost 3,000 pieces for the blaze. And you can see them on TheBlaze.com. I encourage you to visit The Blaze, as well as other news sources. I'm a guy who believes that we need to take in as much information as possible in order to understand the whole picture. Try and see it from as many different points of view as you can. And try and find as much truth as possible. Because I'm a person who believes the truth has no agenda. Today... Today I want to do a couple of things. Uh, obviously, we we are going to deal with the fact that Vladimir Putin just alpha mailed Barack Obama in the biggest way I have seen to date. That's absolutely right. Putin just alpha mailed Obama, dropped the mic, and walked off. What am I talking about? Well, I'll tell you in a minute. We are also going to introduce you to a hero, a veteran. A retired army vet who is doing something amazing right now. He's uh, doing something. He's not asking for money. He's only asking for attention and awareness. And we're going to talk to him. A real hero. We're also also going to talk with uh, a doctor. I, I was fascinated by the story this week. You know, heartbroken as well. The story of of Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds passing away, mother and daughter passing away within 24 hours of each other. What a tragic story. But the speculation that Debbie Reynolds may have died of a broken heart, and the theory that, hey, could that really happen? It made me think, uh, we need a we need a medical professional here. So we're going to talk to a medical professional today and get an opinion on that. A guy who has been He's he's on TV all the time, but he's, he's got an operating practice in uh, different parts of the country um, than I'm based. And he's a, he's a very clear speaker on topics of health. And as heart disease is still killing more people in this country than anything, we need to be aware of that. So can you die of a broken heart? We'll find out later. Uh, this is also the kiss-off of 2016. So if you want to join me today... Uh, you, can, you can talk about what you are what you're not going to miss from 2016. The phone number here, all, the lines are always open, 888 727 Beck, 2325 Share your thoughts. You can tweet at me as well. My Twitter identity is at StuntBrain. It's all one word, S-T-U-N-T-B-R-A-I-N. And uh, use the hashtag, what I won't miss about 2016 what i won't miss about 2016 uh one of the top things on my list if we could prevent it from happening in 2017 would be man buns i'm really sick of the man bun if you only knew how silly it made you look if you if you if you had any idea of how the majority of and maybe you don't care and maybe i'm jealous because my hair which had been very long for years, is gone, pretty much. But 2016 has been probably uh, the most troublesome year in my life. And yes, there were blessings in 2016. There were new members in our family, uh, our extended family. There were new engagements in our extended family. There were wonderful things happening I was given the opportunity to do a nighttime show on the Blaze Radio Network, which I do from 7 to 10 p.m. Monday through Friday. I hope you will stop stop in for that. And uh, so many other things just to be thankful for. But there are things that I'm I'm very happy to just wave bye bye to 2016. So you will uh, you'll be open. I welcome you. I welcome you to share your your thoughts about what you won't miss about uh, 2016. Now, the news from yesterday, we heard for quite some time that Barack Obama was going to retaliate, was going to respond to, to Russia and the reports that Russia meddled in our election. And yesterday we got the news that, in fact, the president was going to uh give and and this to me seemed like a game show you've got 72 hours to get out of the country pack your bags and get out russia 35 diplomats or people masquerading as diplomats were told they have to leave and they were going to close these two compounds the one 45 acre compound in maryland massive place that the that the soviet union purchased back in the 70s i wonder what happens to that if you tell them they have to get out, I wonder, I wonder what becomes of that property. Are we allowed to then go in and search it? Are we allowed to see what's been going on in there? What, what will happen, Russia? Uh, you know what I need? I need to light up the Buck Sexton symbol and see if Buck will call in and explain. I know he's getting, uh, he's on vacation, but he's also working on something else for today. I think he's filling in for Rush Limbaugh, actually. But... Um, but this morning, uh, all of the mainstream media sources were reporting, oh, my God, Russia's reacting. Russia's going to react to uh, to President Obama telling the 35 uh, diplomats they are expelled. They have 72 hours to get out, and re- reciprocity was going to happen. And so this morning, the mainstream media was full-on reporting that Foreign Minister Sergey Lavrov had told Putin, we must retaliate. We must expel 35 Americans from the country. And, and I can't tell you how many times I heard this morning the phrase tit for tat. Yes, we get it, mainstream media. But they, they're still saying it, but despite the fact that that's not happening. Lavrov told Putin, quote, we cannot leave such acts unanswered. Reciprocity is a part of diplomatic law. And Putin's spokesperson said there is no doubt that Russia's adequate and mirror response will make Washington officials feel very uncomfortable as well. Little did we know how accurate that statement was. Putin, as I mentioned earlier, has just alpha mailed Barack Obama. Totally alpha mailed him. And I I think this is amazing. This is absolutely amazing. Putin basically laughed at Obama and called this, uh, basically called this an 11th hour temper tantrum and said Russia won't cause problems to U.S. diplomats. Russia will not deport anyone. Russia has the right to respond, but will not engage in irresponsible diplomacy. That's one mic drop right there. Vladimir Putin just told the president of the United States, what he did was irresponsible diplomacy. And he saved he saved some even bigger shots. He called it kitchen diplomacy. Although we have the right to retaliate, we will not resort, resort to irresponsible kitchen diplomacy, but will plan further steps to restore Russian US relations based on the policies of the Trump administration. Boom. But wait, there's more. Vladimir Putin congratulated Trump and the American people on the new year. And he did something. First of all, when Putin says this, you know it's got to tick off the Obama administration because Putin just really, he really did drop the mic on Obama, calling him a irresponsible kitchen diplomacy, his move. But now every one of those Russian diplomats has got to know that they are being watched even closer. Every one of them has to know. And let's not forget, earlier in the year, we had a situation where an American diplomat was trying to enter their compound and was tackled to the ground by a, by a Russian uh, police and or military person because they, they were claiming they couldn't identify them. Russia's been messing with our diplomats for a while, and this is a big one. But Putin played an even bigger Bigger card here. Not only did he, he congratulate Donald Trump, the president-elect, and the American people, wishing him a happy new year. He invited all of the children of the U.S. diplomats in Russia, all of them, to come to the Kremlin and celebrate the holidays. Obama lost the diplomatic war on the way out. Let's face it, 21 days from today, we will have a new president. 21 days from today, it becomes the Trump administration versus the Obama administration. He said Putin in his exact, in the translated words. It is regrettable that the Obama administration is ending its term in this manner. Nevertheless, I offer my New Year greetings to President Obama and his family. My season's greetings to President-elect Donald Trump and the American people. I wish you all happiness and prosperity. Now, part of me believes that, uh, Mr. Putin has his tongue planted firmly in his cheek and he doesn't wish us anything close to happiness. But what he did here was the ultimate checkmate move in this diplomatic battle. It just, it's just a piece of brilliance. And will I get in trouble for praising? A guy like Vladimir Putin. I don't care. That was a great move. Obama was, Obama and Kerry this week have been so outclassed on both the Russian and Israeli problems. The only words I have for them is by Felicia. If you ever wanted an example of a cacistocracy, a word I've used before, a word Glenn has used before, government by the worst possible individuals, you have to look no further than President Obama and John Kerry on the situation of Israel and Russia in the past week. It's a, it's a stunning example of the kakistocracy that we are currently dealing with. It's amazing. I have to exhale. I know I got all wound up. We just started the show. Michael Pelka is my name. This is the Glenn Beck program. Uh, You know, I have I have so much more to talk about uh, because because there are so many things going on in the world today. I I want to uh, wrap up some of the memories of the year. Uh, We will we will recall some of the people who have left us. And uh, since since the media is focused on celebrities, I want to focus on some people who who left us in 2016, who were big difference makers, people you may never hear about, people the media seems to gloss over because they didn't have a movie out last year or they didn't sell 100 million records. But how about somebody that saved 500 million lives? One person. Do you want to know about them? They lost. We lost them this year. I'm going to step away for a minute. When I get back, I will, I will share with you the story of, of someone the media doesn't seem to be talking about, but we should be. At least, I think we should be.
1: New from Disney and Pixar, in association with the producers of Where's Waldo, comes a major motion picture for our time, ripped from the headlines. Especially if the only headlines you see are on HLN. She's lost and all alone in a great big world. Flushed from the headlines. Trying to make it back home. Is she in the woods? Is she out of the woods? Is she in a coffee house? Is she being hacked by the KGB? Or in the secluded underwater prison, a captive of the evil Trump fish? Finding Hillary. Just keep voting. Just keep voting. Just keep the voting. The latest post-apocalyptic post-election animated classic featuring a two-dimensional candidate in a three-dimensional political world. Finding Hillary. Opening Friday. Ready, gee whiz, will you get over it?
2: program. Mercury.
1: You're listening to the Glenn Beck program.
0: Mike Opelka is my name, filling in for my friend, my boss, Glenn Beck, on this, the final Glenn Beck program of 2016. We are discussing many topics, both the latest news. And news stories and stuff we won't miss when 2016 finally leaves. And I think someone's actually calling in uh, from Florida. I missed the name. Who's with me today?
2: Hi, I'm Alex, and I'm in uh, St. Petersburg, Florida.
0: Hey, Alex, I'm jealous of your weather and your golf courses, but what won't you miss about
2: 2016? Um, Well, I guess I'm optimistic to think that it won't happen in 2017, but... Uh, I'm not going to miss disinformation, uh, truthfulness or truthiness or, uh, uh, post-truth or whatever you want to call it. Um, you <laughs> know, I, I, I try to, I, I joined every single, uh, Trump, um, fan group on Facebook I could find. Not, to, I, I don't comment. I just, I just read and I try to understand what they think because, uh, you know, I'm very different from them. Um, uh, but also similar in some ways, but, it seems that the things that get the most likes and the things that are best received are things that with just a couple minute, uh, check, uh, and, you know, uh, if, you, if you have the ability to check on the internet or, you know, hit a computer at a library, I don't know, you would find out that it wouldn't be true. Um, That's true. little yep. things just like little, but also huge things.
0: Yeah. Um, there, there are, there are many misconceptions and mistruths still being spread. And I think we have to be vigilant and somebody said to me, you know, not just to our own, but also to the snowflakes that we've been mocking. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'll raise my hand. I mock the snowflakes every day. But what I think we need to do is make sure we educate them. Each one of us has to teach someone. Uh, I, Alex, I got to jump because I'm up against a hard break and I have to share the story of a person we lost this year. Thank you for joining the show. Anybody can call in today. 888-727-BECK. 888 The guy I wanted to tell you about, I know you're all thinking, Antonin Scalia, you want to talk about Justice Scalia's death? No, that was a huge death. That was a massive death. And thankfully, it looks like we've weathered that storm. And we will have a Supreme Court that with, with any hope and luck and, and clear clear choices from President Trump, We will have a Supreme Court that will defend the Constitution going forward for decades. I hope and pray that in my world, Justice Ted Cruz would be a wonderful gift from this uh, new president. But the guy I think we need to we need to salute and and say, God bless, rest in peace, is D.A. Henderson. D.A. Henderson died in August. He was a doctor, a doctor who basically saved 500 million lives. Wait, what, Mike? How come we never heard of him? Henderson was a guy who led the eradication of smallpox by taking the smallpox vaccine around the world. He decided to do this in 1966, led the World Health Organization's war on smallpox, and by 1977, The last known case was found in a hospital cook in Somalia. The disease has been officially eradicated as of 1980. And yes, we keep examples of it around to make sure that if it pops up, we can fight it off. But rest in peace, Dr. Henderson. You are one of the true heroes. Now, what what are you doing on New Year's Eve? I want to tell you about a, a really wild fireworks show coming out of Dallas, Texas and it's uh it's fascinating the glenn beck program mercury Beck program. It is Friday, the last Friday of 2016. My name is Mike Opelka. I'm typically heard on uh, the Blaze Radio Network in the evenings on uh, a show called Pure Opelka, which runs from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Friday and Saturday mornings. If you like what you're hearing here, I invite you to join me. You can also see what I'm up to. If you go to theblaze.com and on the webpage, there's a, a button at the top that says channels. You can click on channels and follow me and you will you will get uh, my, my updates all the time and see what I'm up to, stories that I'm working on, etc. I would appreciate it and uh, I would love to have more followers. We have a loyal group of stunt brainiacs who do follow the show and have made it a reality to to take it to five days a week, which or six days if you count the Saturday show. Things are, things are happening here. And I appreciate uh, my buddy Glenn Beck trusting me with his show to wrap up the year. If you would like to join in the conversation, you can do so at, uh, at Twitter. My Twitter handle, at StuntBrain, all one word, S-T-U-N-T-B-R-A-I-N. And uh, the phones are open, 888 888- 727 Beck that seven two three two five. I was going to give Glenn a hard time for putting his name in the phone number and then I realized that my own cell phone number ends in M-I-K-E so I would be I would be uh I would be in trouble if I made fun of him and I did it myself so um uh, we were supposed to have a guest here. There's a big fireworks show in uh, Dallas, Texas, happening this weekend. A big fireworks show from the Reunion Tower. Are you aware of the Reunion Tower in Dallas, Texas? It's a pretty cool structure, 500, 500 feet tall. And if, um, if, you are, if you are watching television and watching the fireworks on TV, CNN and Fox and all the networks will cover The fireworks from around the world, typically starting with Sydney, Australia. And you'll see the fireworks coming off the bridge. Uh, In New York, you don't see too many fireworks. You just see the large group of people who would be gathered in New York City. And by the way, New York is uh, a little nervous this year. Why? Because ISIS has tried to make New York a target, as they have tried to make many big gatherings this year a target, especially during the holidays after what we had happen over um, over the Christmas holiday in Berlin, and so around Times Square there will be 65 sand trucks making a, a effectively a, a barrier, and there will also be another 100 trucks blocking the the square of Times Square, but not just right up close. It'll kind of make a protected perimeter. They've also the NYPD they, who who are just amazing. The NYPD has been checking out all the parking lots in the area, looking for rogue trucks. They've been going to truck rental places to see what's going on. Times Square, which should be filled because the weather is not going to be too cold. Times Square will have uh, probably close to a million people. A million people is more, uh, on, uh, on New Year's Eve. And if you've, if you've ever been there, it's kind of an amazing thing because you get a million people on the street. And the one thing I don't... Uh, I don't understand is uh, how do those people stay out there for all day long without really getting to a bathroom because they can't. the uh, The bathrooms typically in the hotels that and the hotels and the restaurants that are right there at Times Square they are kind of on lockdown, and it's real. It's really difficult to get past security. The the two times I have worked Times Square on New Year's Eve for broadcast jobs. If you are working and you are overlooking Times Square, you're usually doing it from a hotel, and the hotels get on lockdown at 4 o'clock. So just being at the hotel, there's eight hours where you can't get in. You can get out, but it's very hard to get back in. And a million people on the street in those, in those pens that they have people all locked up, the little metal pens, it's, it's almost impossible to find a bathroom. I don't know how they're doing it. And I don't want to know. But uh, I, I will be watching from the, the comfort of my home. We tend to watch the New Year's Eve broadcast with Kathy Griffin and Anderson Cooper. I find them funny. If you don't, I'm sorry, but I think they're entertaining. Now it's getting a little, uh, a little predictable. And I will tune in. But a- after, after you watch the midnight show on the East Coast, and you watch whatever pyrotechnics they show you from the East Coast, I encourage you to hang out because, and this is how small the world is. As I mentioned before, I'm broadcasting from the constitutionally protected free speech bunker in the woods of Delaware. And as I sit here, a neighbor of mine is in Dallas, Texas, not far from the Blaze headquarters. My neighbor happens to be a, a pyrotechnics genius, a wizard, uh, a guy who is capable of putting on a, an incredible pyrotechnics show from just about anywhere at any time, which is why I tread lightly around him, because you never know when something's going to go off. Uh, his name is Dennis O'Regan, and he is with Melrose Pyrotechnics, the company that's putting together the, this incredible show tonight, or not tonight, tomorrow night, <laughs> from the Reunion Tower in Dallas. Dennis, I know you're working like 24 hours a day, so I appreciate you giving us a couple of minutes here. How's it going?
1: Hey, Mike. Uh, we're doing great. We really lucked out with the weather down here. Um, all of the pirate technicians that came down from our Chicago office are really pleased to be here in the milder temperatures than they're getting <laughs> up in the <laughs> Windy City on that
0: show. Well, you've got a real interesting task here. And as I look at at fireworks shows that i 've witnessed both at baseball parks and and being in New York for decades, watching the barges on the on the East River and and watching them just shoot stuff up you 're doing this from a, a structure that 's five hundred feet in the air and has a geodesic sphere atop it is this Is this a challenge, a dream or both
1: It is absolutely both. Uh, it's, it's a great structure and uh, while we're used to designing and producing shows off of flat or slightly domed surfaces like rooftops and so forth, this is a true 3D opportunity here because it's a sphere and we shoot uh, effects both radially and tangentially from the sphere, uh, not to mention from the base and from the columns that support the sphere. It's really so much fun, really.
0: What do you have? A bunch of Spider-Man guys climbing up the side of the tower, putting <laughs> putting the charges on the building.
1: Well, some of them do wear, uh, you know, uh, harnesses for fall protection and so forth. Uh, but uh, there is a roof within that sphere. Uh, there are three stories uh, within the sphere. Uh, there's a restaurant. There's a Wolfgang Puck restaurant in there, and there's an observation deck. And there will actually be people inside of an enclosed space within the sphere while the show is shooting out.
0: Wow! And this sounds like the biggest undertaking uh, the Reunion Tower has done uh, in in its New Year's Eve stuff. Is that? Am I correct on that one?
1: Oh yeah, it's it's the biggest show that uh, Reunion Tower has done. Uh, we we. Have been, this is our third year here, but uh, first time we're doing New Year's Eve from the tower. And uh, it's a really nice show. We've just got, uh, just from a technical standpoint, we've got over three miles of cable connecting all of our modules. We've got 82 positions with numerous pods in each position. It's very complex. It's taken months to plan uh, every tenth of a second of the show.
0: So months to plan. Tenths of a second will matter. How long will the show with music and pyrotechnics and lights last?
1: Well, we start a minute out uh, from midnight. Uh with a count up, as we're calling it, uh, to the ball, and because um, the ball's not going to move unless we succeed in spinning it off into spin.
2: <laughs> wow, <laughs> Getting a
1: little silly there, but <laughs> you know, when when you're designing a show like that, you let your uh, fantasies take off, and you try to imagine what a viewer would like to see happen as you're as you're shooting these effects on angles, you know, that, trying to make that sphere actually turn. Uh, but um, you know, it's. It's a lot to install. We try to visualize um, what we might like to see happen. We've designed a vortex coming out of the top of the ball and uh, numerous chases and waves wrapping the ball and then chasing up the uh, tower. And to complete the answer, it's about an eight-minute show all total. Uh, from when things really get crazy at midnight. And we'll be controlling the time uh, from the atomic clock in Boulder, Colorado. So it'll be exactly midnight, and all of the show is controlled by uh, digital time code and uh, synchronized to an audio track. And there's going to be a satellite uplink and everything else.
0: Wow. So there you have it, Central Time Zone people. You don't get shortchanged this year. As a matter of fact, you might just have... (laughs) Some of the best stuff you're going to see, it is uh, my buddy Dennis O'Regan from Melrose Pyrotechnics, who is leading it from the Reunion Tower in Dallas, Texas. Dennis, I, am, I usually fall asleep about 1230. I'm staying up this year just for you to see your work.
1: Oh, well, thank you, Mike. <laughs>
0: and I, I hope it all goes off as planned. I'm sure it will. I, I know Dennis's calm demeanor is what makes me feel comfortable in this. I know that inside he's swirling, but his calm demeanor makes me feel comfortable. When he pushes that button, it's it's all going to work. Have a great New Year's Eve, my friend. I'll see you back in the woods.
1: Hey, thanks. Good talking to you, Mike. Take, Take care. care. Happy New Year.
0: Happy New Year. It's it is amazing, isn't it, that we 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 live in a world where at any given time you could walk down the street and run into a friend who's then going off to Dallas to put on the biggest fireworks show. The biggest pyrotechnics production that city has ever seen. And we'll all be able to watch it because CNN's going to carry it live, which I think is very cool. And I, I wish my buddy good luck on all of his efforts, but I don't think he needs it. Uh, when we get back, I want to talk about some of the strange stuff going on in the world today. Um, I'm very nervous about my technology listening in on me, especially since a judge just agreed with a police department, that if your technology is listening to you, it can be subpoenaed. We'll talk about that when the Glenn Beck program continues. You're listening to the Glenn Beck program.
1: Beck program.
0: Mike Opelka is my name. I'm hosting for my buddy Glenn Beck today on the Glenn Beck program. And I posted on Twitter earlier today, my question of the day, I'm very nosy. I want to know what people are thinking, but it's usually mundane stuff because I think it is the mundane stuff that tells us more about somebody, how they live their lives, which way the toilet paper goes when you put it on the roll. Does it go over or under? Stuff like that. So I asked today on my Twitter, my Twitter feed, New Year's Eve, are you going out, staying home, or still deciding? And currently, after just a couple hours, 14% of you are going out to party. 77% are staying home and 9% still debating, which is fine because you have a day to think about it. Uh, I'm a stay-at-homer. We tend to ride the couch. And celebrate. That's why I talked to uh, Dennis, my buddy, Dennis O'Regan, just minutes ago about the fireworks show in Dallas. And how about that, Dallas? You guys are getting one of the big shows this year. I think that's very cool. Um, we are we need to do a deep dive on this situation with those those devices in your life that are constantly listening to you. And the fact that a murder case has been uh, at the center of an argument between uh, a privacy argument where the, uh, the court wants to get a hold of the device that is listening in your home so that when you say, search this for me, it, it's saving those searches. And if the devices are always listening, what is being done with that stuff? And it worries me because I, I will tell you, for example, Right now, I'm holding an iPhone in my hand, and I, I don't have anything but the front page engaged. But if I say, hey, Siri, what's the weather like?
1: Okay, the temperature today will range between 26 degrees and 39 degrees.
0: See, she's listening all the time. So all those devices, it's very 1984. Orwell was so genius on this. But in order to get into this, we're going to need to bring in a legal mind. So when we come back, I want to talk about this story because a judge rendered a decision on a subpoena for that information, for that data. And I think it's, this is stepping into the, the Fifth Amendment. This is stepping into our right to privacy as well, our, our right to be secure in our own thoughts. But this is essentially dealing with uh, bugging someone. And is our technologies bugging us? Are companies bugging us? We'll get, we'll get an attorney's point of view on this. Dr. Wendy Patrick will join us next on the Glenn Beck program. Of course, after the news. Come back.
2: This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.